Good morning and praise the Lord, dearly beloved, and to the church in thy house. This is God's word for today, and we're reading from Luke chapter 23, beginning in verse 1 through verse 24. And the whole multitude of them arose and led him into Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to give tributes to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ the King. And Pilate asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And he answered him and said, Thou sayest it. Then said Pilate to the chief priests and to the people, I find no fault in this man. And they were the more fierce, saying, He stirreth up the people, teaching throughout all Jewry, beginning with Galilee to this place. And when Pilate heard of Galilee, he asked whether the man were a Galilean. And as soon as he knew that the he belonged unto Herod's jurisdiction. He sent him to Herod, who himself also was at Jerusalem at that time. And when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceeding glad, for he was desirous to see him of a long season, because he had heard many things of him, and he hoped to have seen some miracle done by him. Then he questioned him uh, with him in many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him. And Herod, with his men of war, set him at naught and mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate. And the same day, Pilate and Herod were made friends together, for before they were at enmity between themselves. And Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people, said unto them, Ye have brought this man unto me as one that perverteth the people. And behold, I, having examined him before you, have found no fault in this man, touching those things whereof you accuse him. No, nor yet Herod, for I sent you to him. And lo, nothing worthy of death is done unto him. I will therefore chastise him, and release him. For necessity he must release one unto them at the feast. And they cried out all at once, saying, Away with this man, and release unto us Barabbas, who for a certain sedition made in the city and for murder was cast into prison. Pilate, therefore, willing to release Jesus, spake again to them. But they cried, saying, Crucify him, Crucify him. And he said unto them the third time, Why, what evil hath he done? I have found no fault in because, because of death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. And they were instant with loud voices requiring that he might be crucified. And the voices of them and of the chief priests prevailed. And the and Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they required. Shame, shame, shame. And just like it is right now, today, February 2024, people still feel about Christianity, about the Lord Jesus, almost with the same mindset. And it's because they need to make adjustments in their lives. People that don't believe the adjustments that they need to make in their lives to walk away from the sin that's killing them. And they don't know it. They don't want to turn it loose. They don't want to release it. 
They want to be able to do whatever the flesh desires. Jesus came on the scene to save humanity, and they ignored him. And just like they ignored him then, they still ignore him. Preachers to stand up today and try to preach the truth, or rather, let me better say that, preachers today that stand up and preach the truth, they are rejected by the majority of people in Christianity, God help us, and they turn turn them away because they're telling them that the things that they do cannot be validated with scripture, and so they want that preacher to shut up. They want him to sit down. They want to say negative things about him, but beloved, let everybody know. You might talk negative against a person. You can try to say bad things about them, but the gospel of Jesus Christ will never be shut down until God decides to do that. And that's he's, when he does that, it's when he's coming to get the righteous so he can wreak all of the, the prophecy that's coming that's going to bring the, all these vials and things that uh, that's spoken of in Revelation. These things are going to be loosed in the land, but the church is going to be gone. So let us give heed to the gospel that we can be saved from all of this negativity. Amen. Forget like a child any injury done by somebody immediately. Never keep it in the heart. It kindles hatred. Swami Sivananda. Love God, love others, and love yourself. Again today, let us pray. All wise and eternal God, in the holy name of Jesus the Christ, our risen Lord, we give you thanks, praise, honor, and glory again today. Thanking you right now, God, for the opportunity to experience this new day. God, that was not promised to us. God, but you allowed us to see it. So we thank you. We praise you, Lord God, and we give you praise. We give you glory in the name of Jesus the Christ. We ask you first and foremost as we prepare to move forward, God, to do the things that you charged us to do today. God, we ask you to please forgive us anywhere and everywhere we failed you in word and deed or in thought. That again today that you would take pleasure in enveloping us in your favor and leading us and guiding us in the path of righteousness for your namesake and allowing healing, deliverance, prosperity, and salvation to overtake us, filling our lives with love, joy, peace, and happiness. Only you can do that. And we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, God, hallelujah. We bo-bo-ho Hallelujah. We praise you this morning, Holy Father. We praise you this very hour. God, hallelujah. We know that in this time zone and in other time zones, God, but it's morning here, it's afternoon somewhere else, it's midnight somewhere, God, it's midday somewhere. God, but you are everywhere all the time, and we're just asking you to demonstrate your presence where you find true, authentic, genuine believers that's trusting you according to the gospel of Jesus Christ as best as they understand it, that you're going to prove yourself, God, in the midst of them, in the name of Ahosha, now I see, hallelujah. God, that as the people tried to, they thought they killed Jesus because they wanted to stop him from shining light on their darkness. And they didn't want to see themselves. And so the best way to do that, they wanted to continue living in, in the darkness. They wanted to continue doing negative things, God. But hallelujah, he began to explain to them how they ought to live. 
but they got rid of him, they thought. But all they did was cause him to be magnified because the spirit that was in him is your spirit and now your spirit is in every regenerated believer everywhere around the world. And if all of us stand up with with courage, with wisdom, with understanding, with God, the clarity that the gospel has been given to save humanity, and we demonstrate to our friends and our relatives and our people in our lives that we we care about them. Even though they neglect the gospel, they ignore and reject the gospel, we're still praying with them and praying for them, and we're not going to live our lives in the flesh like them. So when they ridicule us, they can just save their breath because we're not going to change. We're going to hold fast to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're going to continue to move forward to be who you would have us to be. So, Holy Father, we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Because we know that this morning it was you that got us up. It was you that let us have the saints of our mind and activity of our limbs. It was you that have it, let it have it in our hearts to God to give you the devotion and credit and seek you first before we leave to go out and do our daily vocations for the day. God, so we thank you, we praise you, and we honor you, Lord. And we know, God, that you're the omniscient God that you've allowed us to come to know. You're the omnipotent God that you've allowed us to come to know. You're the omnipresent God that you've allowed us to come to know. You're helping us to understand that everything, everywhere, all the time, at the same time, God, you can fix it anywhere and everywhere. You can save right here in one spot and another spot, another country, somewhere else around the world on a different continent. You can save all at the same time because you're omnipresent. So we thank you, God. We praise you and we honor you. And God, and for those of us that you have decided to baptize us with the Holy Ghost, that when we heard of the gospel, when we heard that a man must be born again, when we heard, hallelujah, uh, the people that walked into our lives with this knowledge that you've allowed them to know, and they began to teach us and tell us, God, that they too was in, were in darkness, but somebody came into their lives, and you open up their hearing, you open up their heart to receive the truth. And when they did it, God, hallelujah, that you baptized them with the Holy Ghost, like you baptized us with the Holy Ghost, that you will baptize others with the Holy Ghost when they accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. But woe unto them that reject the gospel. God, we know, hallelujah, from historically speaking, God, the people that rejected you, the disobedient people, and some of them, God, were your chosen people, and your chosen people turned their back on you. Your chosen people are the ones that put Jesus Christ, the Savior, the Messiah, on the cross, hallelujah. God, but you still turned around because they can't kill you. God, hallelujah, and you were in him, hallelujah, and and when they, you took him off the scene in person, God, the spirit that was in him is not an ever regenerated believer. And if we'll stand up like Jesus stood up and represent you, God, with the gospel being led by your spirit, God, we're going to change the hearts and the minds of other people. God, some of the people that we really would love to see change their hearts and their minds, they may not change, God, but there are other people. God will change, hallelujah, as when... Uh, Festus, uh, when the king said, Agrippa said to the apostle Paul, almost thou persuaded me to be a Christian, but the apostle Paul's response was, this wasn't just to try to get you, but this is to try to get everyone that heard me. 
And God, and this is what we want to do. And we know, God, hallelujah, that we got siblings and we have parents and we have nieces and nephews and uncles and aunts and other and relatives, God, that they just reject us. They laugh at us. They mock us. They scoff us. They say we're ignorant. We don't know what we're doing because we don't condone certain mindsets. We don't condone certain philosophies and doctrines that have infiltrated Christianity. God, but we know, hallelujah, we're living by your word. Your word doesn't change. You don't change. God, hallelujah. And we know, God, that your wrath is loose in the land and you're going to prove in every one of us in our lives, God, hallelujah, that you're God. Because you let us know, don't be deceived, God. You're not mocked. Hallelujah. That whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And so when we live in rebellion and disobedience and we just fall after the flesh and everything we do and we mock Christianity, it's coming up again. God, and we know that it is. So we're asking you, God, to allow us into the lives of people that they believe in part, but they just have not been around somebody that they in the flesh that they respected that they would give heed to what we're saying. God, but just overtake their hearts and their minds and cause them to hear us when you, God, send us into their lives. God, to help them to, to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ unto salvation because this is the only way we're going to make it to be back home with you, to live with you in glory. God, your plan of salvation, God, it helps us. So we're asking you again, God, today to look on every pastor everywhere. God, around the globe, every pastor this very day, God, I pray and I'm asking you for myself and every other pastor everywhere to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, grant us a refreshing from your presence. God, that you will bring clarity and understanding to us that when we preach and when we teach and when we demonstrate what we're teaching and preaching, people will be more ready to accept what we're saying because the light of the knowledge of the gospel is being shined in their life. God, and they, at that point, God, you're going to open their ears to hear their hearts to receive, and you're going to save them from this underworld generation. You're going to help them to see, God, as you word our mouths, as you lead us through your scriptures and through your word, God, that living in the flesh alone cannot save you. We cannot live by the letter alone. Jesus said a man must be born again of the water and of the spirit. So, God, we thank you. We give you praise, God. So help us, God, with your word, if, you, if you'd be so kind, to help people to understand that there is life after this. If they are Christian believers, that we, a man must be born again because you put, spoke that into existence for us so that when you bring that soul that was lost, when you bring that soul back home because it's regenerated, Hallelujah, we're coming back home to live with you. And as the scriptures say, God, we will end up living in New Jerusalem. Hallelujah, and the scripture teaches us that if we can pass from this world to the next world, the things that are in this world won't come to mind in the next world. So God, all of this stuff, all of this confusion, this chaos, to keep us fighting at, with, with each other. We're at odds with each other and we're going to do it our way and that's the only way and all this kind of thing, Lord. That won't be there. God, according to your word, this is what we seek for. 
to live God, hallelujah, that would scripture help us to be, to understand that there won't even be need for tears anymore because it's just going to be joy and peace and happiness and love. God, hallelujah, in glory with you. And this is my hope. This is the hope. I pray, God, for every person that believe in the Christian religion, that believe in you, Lord God, that believe that you gave your only begotten son, that he laid down his life and sent back the Holy Ghost, that we could have the opportunity to come home to be with you. So we thank you and we praise you and we honor you, Lord. God, and so every preacher, let us preach us preach without fear, favoritism, or compromise, but to preach with purpose, pride, dignity, and diligence. God, and be demonstrators of the truth and, and the word that we preach, God, to prick people's hearts, to cause them to seek you in sincerity and in truth, and when they do, we know that at your discretion, you're going to baptize them too with the Holy Ghost. And God, and the faith is going to be increased, and they're going to believe it, God, more readily. And as they do, God, even a sickness come upon us because of our faith and our trust in you, Lord. God, hallelujah, when we begin to cry out to you, even God, hallelujah, just to be sure we're going to cry out to you, Lord, please forgive me. Anywhere and everywhere I failed you in word and deed or in thought, that you're going to hear our cry. God, and then you're going to begin get people out of sick beds, out of hospital rooms. You're going to get them out of sick beds and these homes of convalescence, God. You're going to get them out of their own home, out of their sick beds that have been turned into almost a hospital room with all kind of medical equipment. God, you're going to get them out and you're going to get them back on their feet and they're going to walk out and stand up and testify. I know it was God because I was taking the medicine for so many years and it didn't help me. But when somebody talked to me and shared with me, if I pray and ask God with an earnest and an honest heart, that he would help me if I prayed in faith. And they'll testify. That's what they began to do. And Lord God, hallelujah, we know that when you hear God, that faith cry. We know that when you hear God, hallelujah, that devoted cry, that genuine, authentic cry, it you move by your spirit. God, hallelujah. And even those that have lost their way by allowing these non-believers, these mockers and scoffers, God, these people that don't believe in the baptism of your spirit, the regeneration, that the soul must be born again. They don't believe it. They don't trust it, God. And they're trying to lure people away from the truth. And there are some people that are being lured away because of the things of the, of this life and all this kind of thing. God, but we know this morning, hallelujah, that if they keep the knowledge that you've allowed them to have of you, at some point they're going to come to, to accept the fact that they made a mistake, that they allowed their feelings and their emotions to get in the way, and they decided with those negative minds around them, those unsaved minds around them. God, hallelujah, when they realize, God, they're going to cry out to you, and I'm believing and I'm praying that they will, Lord, everyone or every one of us, God, that we will cry out to you in sincerity and in truth, and as we cry out to you in sincerity and in truth, Lord, please forgive me. I knew better, but I allowed my feelings to get in the way. I allowed my friends, my co-workers, my siblings, my parents to persuade me to walk away from the truth that you brought me into. But when I realized that I was back in darkness, I began to cry out to you, Lord and God, that when you hear that earnest, honest cry, please forgive me, Lord, anywhere and everywhere I've failed you in word and deed or in thought. 
You're going to redeem them, God. You're going to refresh them. You're going to restore them and get them back on the right path in life. And they're going to walk and talk and demonstrate this gospel as you had allowed them to come to know it, to help those that brought, that drug them from righteousness into sin, God. Their righteousness, God, is going to prick the hearts of some of them that are still out there and that negativity and lack of knowledge and not knowing and don't know that they don't know. But when they see that, when they see that return to the gospel, when they see that return to you in sincerity, it's going to prick their hearts, prayerfully and hopefully. And they'll seek you in sincerity and in truth. And God, and when they do, we're asking you, God, to save them, baptize them too with the indwelling of your spirit, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We ask you again, God, today to turn every home into a God presence home, to do it through praying, they're praying and they're reading your word together. God, hallelujah, and to prove their commitment and their dedication. God, if they fast or if they get on certain dedications to show you and prove you their sincerity. God, you're going to drive those negative spirits out of that home where there'll be peace and love and joy in that home rather than rebellion. God, and depression and anxiety. God, and people are just on the verge of wanting to kill each other. God, they'll be wanting to come together and they'll get out to the church house. And when they hear the preacher continuing to preach the love and the peace and the happiness of the gospel of God and indwelling of your spirit, they're going to cry out in sincerity and in truth, God, and you'll save that whole house in the name of Jesus the Christ. I thank you, I praise you, and I honor you for it. God, and I'm asking you again, God, for those that have lost loved ones and their hearts are heavy, God, to, to comfort them and console them and strengthen them to be able to move forward in the midst of all of what has happened to them, Lord. God, and my prayer is not to, to just say, to say them to not to have remorse for the loss of their loved one, but my prayer and my request is to help them to have the wisdom, to take the courage that life goes on and they've got to go on and they've got to live their lives in a fashion to give you glory and honor so that on the day that, that death shall come to them, they'll be ready to go. So we thank you for it. God, and we're asking you, God, to restore financial independence and self-sufficiency. God, to the many that have lost their livelihoods, they've lost their jobs, they've lost their homes. God, they have some, so many of them, God, they're depending on social assistance. God, they're depending on uh, current government welfare. They're dependent on family members supporting them and taking care of them. God, but hallelujah, but not everyone want to live like that. There are those that are not that complacent. There are those, God, that are not so lackadaisical that they want to just live the rest of their life like that, but they want to become financially independent. And the God, they want a restoration of their self-sufficiency. And when you hear their cry, Lord, please forgive me anywhere and everywhere I failed you in word and deed or in thought. When you hear their cry, when you hear the sincerity of their cry, God, even if you have to create a, a, a new spirit of, of creativity in them, God, that they become creative. God, that they take a more initiative and thoughts and ideas that they'd had and they just pushed aside. God, that you will bring these to the forefront of their thinking. And when they begin to pursue it, you're going to work with them and and, and God, and, and they'll get to the place that you want to allow them to become entrepreneurs. They'll be business owners and becoming business owners, God, with what whatever it is, God, hallelujah, because 
all of the technology, all of the ingenuity, God, that, that's in the world today, that there's still some things, God, that people are still continuing to create. So do it with your people, God, that seek you in sincerity and in truth to restore their self-sufficiency, to restore their financial independence, that they can help others that don't have employment, but they don't want to be on social assistance. They don't want to be depending on their families. And they're continuing to live and walk up right before you. They're in church attendance. God, they're doing things to help people as best they can. God, you're going to move and you're going to restore them and refresh them, and they're going to be able to hire people. God, then pay them wages that's commensurate with the cost of living. God, in the name of Jesus, I believe you to do it, God. It's not beyond your capabilities, Lord, because you're a miracle worker. And I'm asking you, God, in the name of Jesus, particularly for those of the household of faith, to move by your spirit, God, and, and turn things around. God, in the name of Jesus the Christ. And even as we pray, God, hallelujah, that for those that will cry out to you that you will baptize them with the Holy Ghost, God, we also pray for those, God, uh, that we know, God, that there's some, we understand when we look historically, there are some that won't become entrepreneurs. There are some, God, that they won't be doing things that others can do because you put skills and abilities in people, God, but when you do it, your intention, God, I believe, was to help other people to live better lives. But these people, God, and you see it, and we know that you're on the move about it. We know, God, that, that you're moving by your spirit even right now. Your indignation is in the land. Your fury is in the land. Hallelujah. Because these people that you allowed to have these businesses, God, they don't pay the employees what they should pay them. They don't provide them with benefits as they could uh, provide them, and they would still make really good money, lots of money. But because of the love of money, they are manipulating people. And I know, God, that you are tired of it, and you're moving by your spirit, and you're going to turn things around, God, in people's lives, and you're going to help, God, those that have an honest heart that seek you in sincere and in truth. So that when the day that the Lord Jesus shall come and stand in the clouds, God, because these preachers have preached without fear, favoritism, or compromise, because they have preached with purpose, with pride, dignity, and diligence, and became doers and demonstrators of what they preach, that it impact people's lives, that people have sought you, they're still seeking you, because their faith has been increased, God, hallelujah that when the Lord Jesus shall stand in the clouds of power and great glory with the trump of God and the voice of the archangel, and when he shout, the Bible declares that the dead in Christ shall rise first, then those that are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air and shall forever be with the Lord God. This is my hope. This is my prayer. And I believe, God, that everyone that understand the gospel for what it is, that trust you for who you are, this is their belief as well. And we know that when that day shall come from wherever we live, whatever country we're in, whatever, wherever we're from, God, that on that day, the believers will be caught up together. Hallelujah. All those that preceded us, all the righteous that died, and when Jesus went and got them, hallelujah, he saved them from where they were. God, until the day that then the righteous, the Holy Ghost filled, the Spirit filled people, God are going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air and shall forever be with you. But until that day shall come.
we know, Lord, that you're going to continue to maintain our cause. You're going to continue to lead us and guide us in the path of righteousness for your namesake. And you're going to God of Ohosha. Continue to supply us according to your riches and glory, whatever it is that we need to be who you would have us to be. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. We do believe that we're going to have what we ask because we do ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and thank you, God. Good morning again, everybody. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, God. 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 Hallelujah. Again this morning, thank you, God. Hallelujah. That we know, God, that things are not as bad as they seem. And nothing can happen to us that if we hold on to you, God, hallelujah, with our faith in you and with your love for us, it's going to just get it right out of the way. We're going to overcome it. It shall not prevail against us, hallelujah. And when we continued to cry out to you and, and prophesy to ourselves, live by your word with confidence, Lord God, with our faith, God, hallelujah, that when we continue to say that we're healed, we're delivered, we're prosperous, and we're saved right now, it's going to happen for us. Hallelujah. And this is why we want to help other people to understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. That it has been given to humanity. That humanity can be saved from this underworld generation. And that we baptize with the indwelling of the Christ of God. So that we can have the power to resist the devil and make him flee from us. And that we have the indwelling power and authority to have that anointing. Hallelujah. To speak things that are not as though they are. So we thank you, we praise you, and we honor you. And we're asking you, God, again, every pastor, everywhere, God, hallelujah, that's preaching this gospel of Jesus Christ, we're just asking you for refreshing from your presence to help us to preach and teach without fear, favoritism or compromise, but to preach it with purpose, with pride, dignity, and diligence. In the name of Jesus the Christ, our risen Lord. So again today, everybody, you go well, and be safe. And remember, as you would that men should do unto you, do ye also unto them.